Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcaster who's still in his PJs, so you can be in yours. It's time for the podcast that's a little bit different. I'm here to take your mind off stuff and help keep you company so that you could fall asleep because you deserve a good night's sleep. Now, this podcast doesn't work for everybody, but give it a try. See how it goes. I really hope we can help. It's very different, very strange, and very deliberate. And I'll explain all that in a few minutes. I'm so glad you're here. If you're confused and you say, wait a second, Scoots, this one's longer than normal. I say, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to give more information right up front uh, because I'm glad you're here. And the best news is is Sleep With Me is free, so you get to try it out. Uh, Because of these sponsors, the show is here twice a week. You could listen all night long if you need to. There's over 400 episodes for free in the archives. And it's thanks to everybody who supports the show or supports these sponsors. Thanks. Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts you're thinking about, things on your mind. So thoughts uh, about the past, present, the future. I have all those uh, at all times. It's not simultaneous thoughts. It's like they're all competing for my attention at a time when I'd say, well, I prefer, uh, I'd prefer, you know, uh, this is probably not the best time. I wish I was, they'd say, oh, no, no, I got to tell you about this thing you did. Or I got to tell you about something I'm sure is going to happen tomorrow. They never say it in that cheery voice. I'm just trying to give you the cheeriest. Oh, boy, can't wait till tomorrow. That's not what it sounds like in my head, but that you can, you can read between the old lines, the, the old uh, lines in my forehead that they cause. There's another T-shirt idea. The lines between my forehead. Read the lines between my, for, on my forehead. Read between the lines on my forehead. Blah, blah, blah. Something, you know, very similar to the furrow-based uh, T-shirt idea I think it may have had. That one's pretty good, though. I guess you see, what happened to Sleep With Me podcast? Did he go through different phases like a cubist and, uh, you know, blue? Fa- oh, he's gone through a blue phase. He was. He also went through a green with envy phase. Uh, but, yeah, then he went through his forehead phase, we called it. Uh, it's actually two distinct phases in his podcast career. It didn't last very long. Uh, but, yeah, one was his forehead. One, he, he kept repeating. Uh, he kept using his forehead as a metaphor. Turns out it was one of the most relatable metaphor. Like, I don't know if that's ironic, but it was uh, some of the most relatable work he ever did. Way more relatable than his blue period or his green with envy period. Or his pink, you know, pinkish, reddish uh, with, with uh, he had a couple of different pink and reddish phases, you know. Uh, but the blush, we call it the blush years. That's every year he's been in existence. Uh, and, uh, but it was, oh, so back to his forehead. Yeah. So he, he did, he, he, he had a t-shirt. It didn't sell very many, but it said read between the lines on my forehead. He, he market he first, he marketed it towards parents, uh, and parents loved the idea conceptually. Kids did not get it. And that made parents love it more, but not enough to purchase a shirt because they said, well, that's a very niche shirt idea, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable enjoying it and smirking about the shirt from afar, but I don't know about wearing it around the house and actually expressing that message to my children. Then he also tried to pitch it to bosses and employees, uh, and of course uh, he 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 even stopped. He said, "Okay, if you're an employee or a boss uh, or a middle manager or an upper middle, you know, or a self manager, if you're a solo print, maybe." And then that's who his only market for a brief time was solopreneurs because he said you could wear it in the mirror. And he said, that's not that's not the kind of behavior I want to encourage. Uh, uh, but he said, uh, and then he started, then he tried to add another. Then he said, I would be more comfortable with it if then you kissed your forehead in the mirror. Turns out that's not possible. Would you believe that? That's not possible. 
he he actually there was like a, a that was the one gap in sleep with me because he missed a few weeks of he's he, he spent a few weeks trying to kiss his own forehead and you know uh you know <laughs> The old gods and the new bless him, but he was not able to do it. He thought it'd be so simple. Really, he did. Uh, especially when he first started, I said, that'll fix it. Read between the lines on my forehead. Then I'll kiss them in the mirror. Turns out, you, those are the kind of thoughts that keep me up at night. I said, wait a second. So I can't kiss my own forehead. There's another thing. My forehead will never be self-kissed. As, as all my auto behaviors may uh, demonstrate, I can never auto uh, kiss my forehead. And a forehead kiss is a very distinct kiss if it's coming from someone else. If it's coming from yourself, turns out it's not possible. Cosmically impossible, probably. And uh, you can't do it in the mirror. I guess you could do it to yourself on, like, uh, you know, but you, in non-real time. In some sort, you could kiss your digital forehead. Oh, boy. Or even an analog. I don't know if a, a picture is an analog version, but uh, doesn't. It's not the same effect, I guess, because it's not possible. That uh, if you're new to this podcast, this is an early me. We're like this is something we've talked about foreheads before, even recently in a recording cycle. But I think I was saying in my thoughts, if they're keeping you up all night, read between the lines on my forehead because uh, you got a little bit to do with it. So it could be thoughts. It could be feelings, anything you're feeling physically or emotionally coming up for you related to the thoughts or that are just there. It could be changes in your time, your temperature, your routine, whatever it is that's keeping you awake. I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of it. And the reason I make the show, just to, to, to stop for a second, other than the fact that you already heard, I can relate. If you're up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep, I've been there. Waking up early, not being, you know, I've, I've dreaded bedtime many a year of my life. So if that's what's going on with you, that's one of the reasons I want to help. But the more important reason is you, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime you could look forward to or at least anticipate without dread. And you you, you deserve the rest that the get, getting a good night's sleep will provide you. So your life is more manageable. You could be out there living your life, maybe flourishing after a time, getting rest you need. And that means when your life is better, all, all our lives are better. And people pish posh that or whatever they say. Uh, they, that makes my forehead. Fr- and I say, okay, well. It's true, though, if someone out is out there feeling a little bit better, their life is going to probably be better, and they're going to probably be a little bit better to be around, and that means the world we live in is better to be around. I'm unfurrowing brows and foreheads uh, just slightly uh, every once in a while. Oh, boy, is that my goal? That's the goal I strive for. To make, you know, not, I can't take away the wrinkles in your forehead, believe me. But I'm trying to metaphorically kiss, kiss, let you kiss your own forehead. Because they feel like a kiss, because when you kiss someone's forehead, in the movies it's normally some sort of uh, nobility or demigoddess or some sort of thing that's like, uh, like I picture, for some reason, Frodo. How many times did Frodo get Frodo's forehead kissed in the Lord of the Rings films? Many times, or like, uh, how many elves? Here's a question, honest question: How many elves have kissed Frodo's forehead? And Frodo's forehead could definitely make up some tongue twisters. Forty uh, forest uh, friends uh, uh, finally. Uh, I guess, is there a word for French kiss? But don't ever French kiss anyone's forehead. Believe, don't, uh, please. It's not a French kiss, it turns out. Uh, okay, so I probably should move on. But I'm just trying to think, like, I don't, that's why I say kiss, you know, cosmic, the cosmic kiss of the forehead. Uh, it's just, I'm trying to think, I said, I didn't, I had, when I started talking about it, I had no idea it was impossible. So that's why I'm caught up in it. Because I was literally, I said, okay, well, how am I going to bring this metaphor to a comfortable conclusion about my, you know, forehead being, you know, you know, launched off by my thoughts? And I said, a nice forehead kiss, auto forehead kiss will fix it all. 
And I said, well, how would that happen? And this is like the part of my brain that's thinking before I talk, that's trying to make the podcast. And I said, uh, in the mirror, of course, that would be nice. Uh, and I said, a great idea. I went along with it. I said, okay, that'll solve it. You're right. So I'll talk about it for another 30 seconds and we'll kiss ourselves in the mirror in the forehead. And then I got there in the mirror in my mind. And I said, wait a second, but it, my forehead keeps moving every time I try to kiss it. And then the part of my brain said, sorry about that. I just realized it was a reflection, so it's not possible. And I said, well, let me try a few, a few more times. This really was happening. Okay, so whatever's keeping you awake, I'm here to keep you company because you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Which means my voice is not tradu- tra- tra- traditionally or traditionally soothing, but it's here more to be distracting and keep you company than to put you to sleep. This is a podcast you just barely listen to. You kind of listen, and it doesn't really put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company whether you're awake or asleep. If you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end. Believe me, I'll be here for you. But um, if you want to fall asleep and not pay attention to me, I'm, you can do that whenever you want. Or you could just bear, you know, you say, wait a second. Uh, this is the longest discussion, uh, you know, other than foreheaded, forehead-related conventions. Uh, the Forehead Cast, a podcast talking about people's, ter- turns out, not a niche, uh, except where it is a niche. Uh, I mean, there, there is one, but I don't, I say, kissing, kissing of foreheads, it's a difficult thing. Probably very rarely keep it for nanas and grandmothers, grandparents, uh, and uh, elven goddesses, or, or, or you know, elves, elvish royalty, you know, or you know, bestowing orders of you know, or the right occasion. But really, no, if you're going to kiss someone's forehead, one ask, uh, or have it be part of a predetermined process, so the person knows. Okay, at this point. Uh, Arwen's going to kiss you on the forehead. That I always wake up before that point. I'm not Frodo either. And they say, okay, how about, how about a kiss on the old shoulder? Is that Arwen? Or is that a, is a, a picture of someone else? Uh, where was I? Uh, trying to put you to sleep. Oh, so if you can't sleep, I'll be here to the very end. I'm really here to be your company in the deep, dark night and to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake so that you drift off a- as you wish. Uh, I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar bra, your neighbor. And uh, yeah, I'm just here to be a friend in the deep, dark night. Now, a couple things that throw people off other than the last 10 minutes of whatever this has been, uh, that throws a lot of people off. Just me and my personality. This podcast is not for everyone, but for the people that enjoy it, it does take two or three tries to get into it. So just kind of see how it goes and take it from there. Uh, But yeah, most regular listeners said, hey, it took two or three tries till I realized, oh, this is like, it's it's kind of nonsense and it's kind of not nonsense. I haven't encountered that before. Oh, wait a second. I never thought about that. Uh, It should be, this is what regular listeners said. It should be obvious to most people during the day that you can't kiss yourself on the forehead in the mirror. Or ever, but to Scoots it isn't, and that's okay. That's what makes sleep with me work. Uh, so give the show a few tries. If it, if you already know you dislike me and the show, that's totally cool too. I have a list of other sleep podcasts and stuff at sleepwithmepodcast.com/slash no thank you uh, that you could check out. What else? Oh, structure the show. That definitely throws people off. Our show is structured in a very specific way. So let me just tell you, it starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, so that you you feel welcome and seen. Then I probably say something not not exactly funny, but almost funny or silly, so that you say, okay, this is a place I can feel welcome or try out and check out. And maybe it's a little bit goofy and funny about something serious. So that's a greeting. Then there's support for the show because my goal is for the podcast to come out twice a week, wherever you listen to podcasts for free. So paying for it is optional or supporting it is optional. So if you're not in a position to support it, you don't have to, which is cool. And what enables us to do that is the listeners who support the show and the listeners who support the sponsors who support the show. 
So that's that. Then there's support for listeners who are having a tough time. Then there's support for communities around the show. Then there's the intro, which we're already almost done with. Uh, but the intro goes on and on and on. And a lot of people that strongly dislike the podcast feel like the intro is like a self-congratulations or looking for support or part of the supporter zone. And it's not. It's a show within a show to ease you into bedtime. It's an opportunity for you to get to know someone that's so imperfect. Uh, he, like he had no idea. I mean, I would if, if I tried If I, Here's the thing. I never tried it before that I know of. Uh, I've, I, here's one thing I know you can do. And again, make sure the mirror is structurally sound. You can put your forehead against a mirror. That feels pretty good. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes. Or cheek to cheek. And, uh, I can't, you know, I've never... Pr- pr- I can't lie to you. I've kissed my, you know, we've all kissed our own reflection. Not that it's a great idea, uh, but you could do it. There's got to be a healthy way to kiss your own reflection, but probably not because, you know, mirror bet, you know, even your own bet, you know, never mind. Let's move on. uh, But so the intro is meant to ease you into bedtime. It's different every time for the regular listener. For the new listener, it kind of introduces the podcast. It introduces the style of the show, which is uh, strange and different, uh, but good-hearted. I wouldn't say pure-hearted. Oh, no. I mean, obviously. But uh, somebody just like you, doing the, doing not the best, doing as good as a job as they can. Uh, I'm here I am. I'm being human uh, 100% of the time that I know of. Uh, and so... Yeah, so that's the intro, but for a lot of listeners, it becomes part of their wind-down routine. That's why it's like 10 or 15 minutes long, because for most of us, and for most of the sleep advice out there, it's like having a bedtime routine that eases you into bedtime is what works. So that's the intro and why it goes on for 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, Then there's support again between the intro and the story. So again, the podcast could be free, and it's optional for you to support it. Uh, or if you're not in a position to support it, it's there for you. And there's like almost 500 free episodes whenever you want to listen to it. So pretty cool deal. And then there, we'll be talking tonight about Ted Lasso. Oh, boy. Uh, learning from Lasso, lulling with Lasso. And I think we'll be talking about Biscuits, uh, the episode. And that'll be nice. I mean, holy cow. I'm already soothed. As soon as they say Lasso, I feel, I mean, it's Ted Lasso, I feel soothed. So we'll do that, and uh, then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. It's why I make the show. I'm glad you're here. I work really hard on this show. I yearn and I strive. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. I appreciate you coming by. And here's a couple ways we get to do this for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody. It's time to learn from Lasso. Oh, boy. Learning and lulling with Lasso. Season 1, Episode 2. And according to my notes, this opens with Ted in bed. Ted in bed, and he realized that rhymed. Ted lays his head as he lays in bed. So, something in his mind has gone left unsaid. Uh, it has to say, never mind, because I was going to say W E. Anyway, uh, Ted's on his back, uh, staring up at the ceiling, I believe. He rolls over. Reaches for a swan, reaches for a swoon, reaches for something. Oh, he reaches for someone. Exactly. He rolls over like he's in bed uh, with his his, uh, loved one, uh, and he reaches for someone that's not there. He pours himself some shredded wheat. And I guess this will be an early tangent. It's been a long time since now shredded wheat. like the joke is that it's, I guess it's different in the UK than it is in the U S uh, one great writing and ideas. Cause you say, what would, what kind of cereal would Ted Lasso have? And I say, well, I, I'm not exactly sure, but I did see him have shredded wheats. So, uh, shredded wheat is the only, the only cereal I could confirm. All the rest would be speculation, but I am, I have been in different phases of my life, a big fan I wouldn't say a big fan. Uh, well, maybe, yeah. I, I, one of the cereals I prefer in, in my lifetime has been frosted mini wheats. And there you go. The difference between shredded wheats and tr- like uh, 
Are the other ones called just mini shredded wheat, shredded mini wheat? I don't know. I'd have to look at the um, box, you know, to see, but uh, I do need them frosted. And I like the frosting on frosted mini wheats, which is a miniature version of this one giant shredded wheat uh, that Ted has for breakfast. And I don't know if it's a cookie or whatever, the cu- a cupcake or whatever. <laughs> it's cookie, right? Uh, but Ted's apartment is nine and a half. And I said, that's probably a reference or it's just, a, it's a number, but uh, that's his flat. Uh, is it a flat? If it's two, more than one floor, is it a flat? I don't know. Then he's walking in an alley, which I was saying, one, one, like he meets up with Coach Beard. Uh, uh, where's the alley? What neighborhood are they in? Those are other questions that re- remain to be. I think they can walk to work. So, uh, but they talk about there's no last day jitters. Uh, look right, coach. Uh, they're in a park. They see a y- young student. She nutmegs another student. And, you know, uh, Coach Lasso's taking it in. But then uh, Beard says, we got to go, coach. And Rebecca's Googling something, I think herself, uh, or stuff about Rupert. Uh, then we have Ted comes in, cookie, biscuits, pink box, very good biscuits. Biscuits with the boss, why well, don't we call it that? Uh, also, I'd like uh, that uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, uh, has this thing with Ted, where Ted combs his hair and fixes his hair. First concert, best concert. Uh, Rebecca, the answer is Spice Girls for both. Uh, Ted only gets answers first concert, which is uh, Kenny Rogers, the gambler, which he starts singing. And Rebecca says, stop. Uh, and we don't get his best concert. Uh, also, I like that Ted wears a backpack. Him and, him and the beard have different backpacks. High five tree. Walk, watching Ted's hands, nervous. Oh, this is at the start of uh, practice. What do they call it? Training? Uh, nervous. What did I tell you? What did you tell them? What, something they talk about. Lose the ponytail? Uh, relax. They're just kids. Uh, Rodan sculpture, boots, seven on seven. X and at what? Yanio goal. Jamie goal. Uh, Raz is Sam. Bye does not like it. Uh, oh, Roy does not like it. That's a R-O-R-O, not a B-Y. R-O-Y, Scoots. Sticks up for Sam. Coach calls Sam. Okay, coach, uh, be a goldfish. You know the happiest uh, animal is or fish in the sea? I don't ever see. Here's a question. Anybody, where to, here's a real question. I didn't even realize it. Uh. I don't think I've seen a goldfish in the sea. Do, where is it? Where do goldfish naturally occur? You know, really, I'm not even kidding. They wouldn't remember if you ask them. Apparently, they wouldn't remember because they have a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish. Uh, it sounds to me like some sort of invented cognitive dissonance, though. See, goldfish. That's. Or, I mean, because I mean, really, is there like a a scientific lab where they're uh, doing testing on goldfish uh, memory, goldfish memory test, uh, goldfish memory, GMT, right? Is that what, that's not goldfish memory test. Uh, note, Nate, uh, who, me? No, yeah, for, why don't you just assume you're my default Nate. Uh, Sam's down, it's his first time away from home. Nate still laughs at stuff the coach says. Uh, uh, even when it's not, you're not sure if it's funny. Where we see Rebecca watching the Ted video. Higgins' first concert was Boy George. No fives for Higgins uh, from the team. Who's got the most sway in the locker room? Find out where these biscuits are from. Higgins is on the case. Uh, locker room. Lots of spread on outside. Oh, lots of speed on the outside. Crystal Palace. Uh, uh, I love glimpses into your personal life. Uh, Roy, 
is bent about the snacks, over the discussion about the snacks being not good. Jamie says, hey, the snacks are not good in the vending machines. Ted does an extended door hold for Rebecca. Keely pulls up. Uh, I'm a me. Oh, so then they talk about, like, are you a lion, panda or lion? And Ted says, a panda. Keely wonders. And then Rebecca says, of course it's a lion. Uh, she's listening into their conversation. Jamie, are you a panda or lion? I'm a me. But Rebecca's watching. She gets an idea. Then we go to the pub talking about Sam's birthday and the suggestion box. Then AM next day, Tasmanian Devil Blast. Uh, biscuits wrong. Oh, so, yeah. So uh, we see uh, coach. Uh, the coaches are walking. I think uh, we see another, the the young lady that's really good at soccer goes, or football, excuse me, goes by them. I, do, I don't want to speculate because I know nothing about the next season of uh, Ted Lasso, but I say, is this some sort of uh, foreshadowing? I don't know. Uh, biscuits are wrong that Higgins has. What time is it? Biscuits with the boss time. My best concert was the Beastie Boys at the Horde Tour during the OJ trial. Uh, team has to b- b- bond. Shower pressure. Sam, Sam, go upstairs. Uh, you got a meeting. Then they say, okay, let's all chip in for a gift. There's another box with a face. Put the money in its mouth. Jamie puts gum in there. Spearmint. Jamie, did you put gum in the box? Uh I think it, Jamie gives the scouts honor. So I said, do they have scouts honor in the UK? Then there's a press conference. One of the reporters is a J-E-R-K. Rebecca's in her office with biscuits. Ted checks in with her. He has a box. Uh, uh, she says, I hope you're not coming here to ship that. Uh, and he goes, no, this is from, you know, care package. He goes through that. Well, don't worry. We'll go through it. Uh, at some point, Rebecca, he says, oh, this barbecue sauce reminds me of home. Anything to remind you of, uh, like, nostalgic? Uh, she looks at the biscuits. Ted talks about Jamie, and then um, Rebecca's eyes light up. Uh, she has an idea. You have an idea, don't you? Uh, and she says, yeah, talk to Keely. He leaves her uh, uh, an army person. The focus is on that. Bar- best barbecue sauce in Kansas City. He does his hair comb a couple times, or his hair brushing. Keely's with a green screen. I thought Keely was with a green screen tiger or lion, but I think she's the tiger or lion. We see a sad panda model. So then I put, she's the lion? Double question mark. She's famished. Uh, food is free. I get to keep the paws. I want to ask about Jamie, what motivates him? Positive reinforcement. Ted cracks Keeley up. Uh, They share a burger or something. Then we go to the game versus Crystal Palace, the locker room, speed on the outside. Uh, Happy birthday, San. Love, Chin Chin. Uh, Sam and Coach, Army Man. They talk son and father and dad relationships, earlobes. I'm not comfortable. Jamie doesn't like this. I don't have a fondness for imperialism. We go to the game. It's at the, the nickname of the stadium is the dog track. Ted's flies down, but Beard gets him before he goes out. Rebecca moving her herd to the crowd. Bar, give him a chance. Uh, oh, the crowd's chanting negatively about... Uh, Ted and Rebecca's head's bouncing. The bar's chanting, but then the owner, she says, so give him a chance. Give it a shot. Uh, one four. They lose. Uh, office locker room. Bright spot with Sam. The, the announcers say Jamie got a, like, whatever, a consolation goal. Jamie's in Ted's office. Uh, you're one of 11. Change me to us. Like, you're a great athlete, but uh, sky's the limit if you become a teammate. Uh, head of Jaw Longstream. Head of Gall Longstream, 13th place. Uh, Ray and Nate. Ray, Roy and Nate uh, are bo- equally livid. Uh, 
Or Nate tries to show that he's as equally livid as Roy. Roy showers. He loves the shower pressure. Shower flows are off. Uh, shake this one off. Have some cake. Listen to DJ Beardo, little fife dog, and Q-tip, uh, cake, office. He's, uh, coach brings cake, uh, sweet treats uh, to numb defeats. Uh, come on down to the locker room. It mean a lot. Then Jamie runs into Trent Krim. Tries to be one of 11, but can't do it. Eating cake, new gaffer, uh, music, Higgins. Then we go to into the locker room. Uh, Higgins is doing a cake dance. Even Nate's kind of dancing along. Shower blast. Uh, we see the shower pressure again. The gaffer's fixed the shower pressure. Careful, mate. Good night, Congren. You were rubbish. Soccer fun. Oh, good night, coach. The coaches say good night to the show. Then we get the same soccer player or football player. And uh, Ted says, how do we do? She goes, you're rubbish. Uh, so, and then they have a little fun. And we see Rebecca with the army man. She's having a glass of wine. She's looking thoughtful. Higgins calls about these pictures I sent you. He's on a dog walk. Are you sure you want to do this? We see Ted making biscuits. Uh, we see Rebecca looking at the latest Rupert girl or the previous one. And she goes, do it. Uh, and she throws the army person down. So, okay, now we'll run through uh, the episode here. Let me just get this volume under control. Hit play. Get some subtitles going so I can read the dialogue. All right. Uh, we got birds chirping and music. Uh, and Ted's lying in bed. Looking for somebody. Opens his eyes. Yeah, he's alone in London. Pours out his one shredded weed. He's got OJ. Morning, coach. You want to get some breakfast? Had a pretty one piece. This could get some coffee, so they go get coffee. You know, today feels like first day of school. Uh, a little nervous, but yeah, there's no such thing as last day jitters. Watch the street. Uh, look right. There's somebody singing, busking. Kids playing school. School children in their uniforms playing uh, soccer. And Ted watches that. A lot of good extras. Uh, sometimes the best way to stick it to the man is uh, nutmeg. Uh, we have Rebecca. Oh, she's searching R Rupert Manning. Yeah. Morning. A uh, couple of warm addled early birds. Uh, cookies. You call them biscuits, though, right? Don't put them in gravy. No, Ted. Uh, come on. Take a look. They do look good. Take a nibble. Away you go. Rebecca's impressed. Uh, where'd you get them? Glad you like them. I'll bring them every morning. Biscuits with the boss. Uh, no. Okay, this is a This is the second time we'll disagree other than tea. You know, we got to get to know each other to work together. Okay, and then Ted starts off with his icebreaker. First concert, best concert. Uh, same answer, but Spice Girls. Then he starts singing The Gambler. And she says, Coach Lasso, Ted, I'm sorry. Biscuits of the boss is not something I'm into ever. And he goes, I hear you. She goes, are you going to come back tomorrow? He goes, oh, yeah. Don't. I mean, I wouldn't bet on it unless you want to win money. High fives the tree. The episode, the, the episode part starts. We go to training. They both have whistles on. Ted's hands are a little nervous. She puts them in his pocket. Remember our first day, what you told me, lose a ponytail? No, relax, they're just kids. Uh, these aren't kids. Isaac looks like a Rodin sculpture. Boots, cleats are boots. Uh, so is a trunk of a car. So I could get a boot wearing my boots in my boot or whatever. And because you see that Ted loves puns, seven on seven. And then he makes a pun about that. Uh, and we see Jamie go by Sam and then kind of score and then kind of give it to Sam. And Roy does not like that. Uh, and then he says, he insults Roy. 
And he says, Sam says, uh, he says, Sam, don't have any goldfish memory kind of thing. And Sam's not, doesn't get it right. 10 second memory. And kind of see the, I mean, I heard you get teared up because of this. I mean, there's just a uh, specialness of the relationship. I mean, just Sam's journey is one of the most, I mean, over the season. So anyway, I don't want to, and Nate, uh, he kind of talks, uh, stands next to coach. They talk about uh, being away from home. He laughs. He doesn't get it. Uh, not sure what's a joke, what isn't. Uh, we're back in her office, uh, looking at the things, trying to figure out the biscuits. Uh, she's not too nice to Higgins. Uh, she goes, she sees relentless. Uh, people love him. This is not good. Players walk by Rebecca and uh, Higgins. They don't respect Higgins at this point. Uh, who has the most sway in the locker room? I don't know. I could find out though. Uh, she goes find out where who got where he got these biscuits. Higgins is on the case, uh, but Higgins wants to be a part of. I mean, who doesn't, right? Uh, Okay, then they talk about Crystal Palace, speed on the outside, lots of speed. And then they say, okay, we're going to um, uh, do deal with things in the locker room. Uh, speak our minds anonymously with this box Nate made. And his niece, she helped craft it. Uh, people laugh at that. Uh, Drop a note in there if you like the towels, the food, and the vending machine. See you tomorrow. Roy is still not happy. Sa- snacks. Uh, and the coach says, yeah. And Jamie says, yeah, actually, snacks aren't good. And Teze was actually going back into the uh, into the locker room or into the um, facility when he opens the door for Rebecca. And she goes, how was your first day? He goes, I don't know what the smallest you He goes, not good, uh, but you're undeterred. Keely shows up, uh, music's rocking. Lion or panda? I, I don't have time for this. Uh, Ted will be a panda. That's when Rebecca says, pandas are gross. So lions are majestic. Uh, can it be an elephant? No, it's got to be a lion or panda. The lion, Rebecca says, the lion gets what it get, gets what it takes. Uh, and uh, Keely says, she's, she's into, you know, you know he, there's some great lines in there uh, about Rebecca and uh, Keely. Uh, Jamie'd rather be a me. That's very healthy. Uh, uh, and they say, cheers. Uh, he's a lion, though. Rebecca watches. She starts to get her idea as she sees Keeling, uh, Ted's uh, friendship. Uh, What's going on with Sam? He's down. His birthday's coming up. Maybe a birthday party. Uh, Nudge things in the right direction. They're excited to open up the thing. Some insults. Uh, One, two, three. One was from Roy, signed. there's one real one, another insult, four, five, six, uh, can't let him call you that, uh, seven, and then uh, they, they're going more puns uh, about Puss in Boots, uh, which is, and then they get a pun with in uh, uh, just playing stuff, uh, more uh, soccer, football. Spun you around like the Tasmanian devil, except without those uh, noises. Rebecca's enjoying, uh, well, no, she's not enjoying a biscuit. It looks like it, but she's tasting it. Uh, biscuits with the boss time and Higgins. Uh, three's crowd. Uh, uh, there's some biscuits. Uh, Beastie Boys, Horvath, 1995. He starts to tell a story. Uh, and she goes, I don't have time. Uh, Goes, what if I soft shoe in, or I could moonwalk in? Uh, and because uh, everybody's a part of this team, team's got a bond. Uh, I'm having lunch with Higgins, uh, salads in my office. Uh, Caesar, you later. Uh, Ted loves that. Uh, wow, that is uh, 
pretty good punning. They checked the shower thing. Uh, yeah. Shower pressure stinks. Sam, go upstairs. Higgins needs to talk to you. They Okay, Sam's gone. All right, we're collecting money for his birthday. So let's get a gift. Uh, we'll send around this box. Uh, put money in its mouth. Uh, okay, good. Go get him, Nate. Uh, most people are contributing freely. Jamie is uh, not. Uh, not only does he not contribute money, I would assume Jamie's the highest paid player on the team, too. Spearmint. Uh, but other people put money in. Uh, did you put gum in there? Uh, why'd you do that? Uh, Nate's just trying to help out, uh, be a part of the team. And Jamie says, yeah, I'm like the lead singer, though. Because I got the moves and uh, Tiny Waist. Uh, Roy would be Keith Richards. And Jamie has a laugh. Uh, and he goes, oh, I promise. And then he does the three fingers up. It also does something behind Ted's back that Ted sees. Press conference. Uh, uh, Palace made a crystal is fragile. Uh, do you know about the offsides rule? Oh, you know when you see it. Uh, thanks, Trent Krim. And... Uh, but he gives a thoughtful answer that kind of stuns Trent. Trent. Then this other uh, person, uh, I don't even know his name. He's uh, dressed a bit like uh, Keith Richards anyway. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, he's trying to really, uh, he shuts Rebecca down. Uh, they end the press conference, but Ted takes it seriously. He doesn't like it. Uh, Says, thank you so much. Uh, Rebecca eats a biscuit and reads more about it. Uh, Coach has got his box, fragile uh, tape on it. Hope you're not shipping that out here. You need somebody to post that because that person's not me. Care package. Uh, maybe something to cheer you up. Uh, battalion of Army men uh, to keep me safe. Uh, Handmade kazoo, uh, excellent. Uh, only got one of those. Uh, Bryant barbecue sauce, it looks like. Uh, and uh, something that can teleport you home, warm and fuzzy. Rebecca looks at biscuits. Uh, okay, will that be all, Ted? No, I'm here to, uh, I'm trying to figure out Jamie Tart. Uh, that's when Rebecca gets the idea. Her eyes light up. Uh, you got an idea? Well, you two have rapport. That's good. Uh, tell you what I do. I'll give you one of these. Uh, and it'll be your first line of defense against uh, reporters like that, Ernie. All right. Appreciate you. Then we cut to Keeley's uh, photo shoot. Uh, she's a lion in a glitter dress, a glitter fur dress, I guess. Uh, there is a green screen person. I don't know if what, uh, maybe they're like a lioness. I don't know. And she goes, Oh, glad I'm not the panda. We cut to the panda model who's uh, still in a robe. And then they go to the uh, craft food, craft, was that craft services, uh, caffeinated. I get to keep my paws, uh, but you got to help me, uh, eat my sandwich, uh, I know you're not here just to feed me. Oh, I want to talk about Jamie and motivating him. Ted has on a like a nice wool jacket uh, that uh, is not in a striped Oxford shirt. Team building. His hair is perfect, by the way. He takes a bite of her burger, and then he gives her. Oh no, they each have their own. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Uh, I said he's. I definitely was like, I don't know if he should be eating. Then we see the photographer taking pictures that could be interpreted as one thing. Uh, then official program for a game is three pounds. Uh, any last words? Speed on the outside. Speed on the outside. One more thing. Happy birthday, Sam. They wheel in a cake, balloons. Uh, a lot of happy players. They have a poster. Uh, here you go, chin chin. 
is all you see growing up. Uh, we know you haven't had ho- been home in a while, so we thought we'd bring it to you. Everybody claps. Uh, uh, thank you, Coach. Got a few things in here. No thanks in the imperialist thing, but uh, thanks for talking about sons and fathers. Uh, my father used to pinch my earlobes. Uh, and uh, Jamie heads off. Uh, so why don't you keep that, Coach, and uh, I'll see you later. Thanks. Uh, all right, uh, whose house is it if we're playing Crystal Palace? Derby Day, Atmosphere's Electric, uh, new manager, new dawn for perennial underdog uh, here at the dog track. Uh, Nelson Road Stadium, Arlo White, Chris Powell, flies down, zip it up, thank you. Uh, you know, the announcers are joking, the crowd's cheering, not fondly for, uh, coach. Uh, that includes the pub, uh, owner's box, uh, give them a chance, uh, but they don't really want to, uh, 90 minutes to prove them wrong. Give it a shot. One, four, we see Roy frustrated, uh, Disjointed, uninspired, joyless. Uh, the Palace wins 4-1. Defensive play, Sam uh, is good. Only bright spot, Jamie says. Uh, Jamie Tart did add a meaningless goal. Thank you. And, uh, oh, he's a loney. I don't know. I can't. Uh, that's when coach says, hey, like, by the way, you're the best athlete I've ever coached. Uh, oh, yeah, of course I am. I work hard, eh? Yeah, you're great at everything you do, except for one thing. Uh, you might think you're one in a million, but you forget you're one in uh, one in eleven. Uh, me and to us, uh, and the sky's the limits. Uh, heck of a goal, by the way. Thanks, Jamie is thrown off, but his ego is just too strong, I think. Or and what drives is you know his ego is driven by something else. There's even more jokes. Roy's not happy. <laughs> that means Nate tries to not be happy. Nate's stressed, but then Roy goes to take a shower. And he's like, wait a second, the shower pressure. So Roy takes a long shower. Let's shake it off. Uh, DJ Beardo, pick up the mood. Little Fife dog. Everybody gets some cake. Sam's birthday. Jamie doesn't want cake. Rebecca's on Twitter laughing at uh, the defeat. Uh, Ted comes in. Sweet treats to numb the sting of defeats. Uh, defeat, he says. Uh, and we could play better than today, but it meant a lot if you get if you came down and let them know you're still in their corner of the team. And uh, Rebecca says, Ted, why don't you tell me where you get these biscuits? That would get me downstairs. He goes, nope, biscuits with the boss. Uh, See you downstairs. Uh, Higgins is impressed with the cake. Uh, Trent Crim's waiting for Jamie. And he says, geez, we're just a team, one of 11. Never mind. Uh, oh, I think it was Crystal Palace people talk, walking by, making fun of them. But then Jamie says, they're, they're having cake and listening to music with the gaffer. Uh, like it's a party, which it is. Uh, Higgins is dancing, the players are dancing, Nate's kind of dancing, Roy's taking a shower, uh, gets blasted, uh, Gaffer's fixed the water pressure, bird by bird coach, uh, good night, uh, and, uh, well, you were rubbish, yeah, maybe so, I want to get your advice on one thing, and then he steals the ball, he tries to get by her. But she takes it right from him. I'm going to take my backpack off and stretch. So we get some physical comedy. I think they're in front of an ice cream shop. Camera pans up to Rebecca. She's kind of sad but thoughtful. And she's always got a journal nearby, too. Or maybe that's her planner. She sees the pictures of Keeley and Ted, exactly what I wanted. She has a wireless charger. I think, or is that a 
Ted's making biscuits, which I'm going to make in the next week or two. I found the recipe. Even He makes three boxes. Uh, and Rebecca says, do it when she sees something else about it. She throws the army person on the floor. And the episode comes to a close. And we got time to go through some facts from this episode. So this is cool. Um, so Chin Chin, that's spelled C-H-I-N, C-H-I-N, is a fried snack in West Africa. It is sim- This is from Wikipedia. It is similar to Scandinavian scat kulinat, uh, a crunchy donut-like baked or fried dough of wheat flour and other customary baking items. Chinchin may contain cow peas. Uh, many people bake it with ground nutmeg for flavor. Dough is usually kneaded and then caught in, cut into small one-inch or so squares, about a quarter of an inch thick before frying, usually made up of a dough, flour, sugar, butter, and milk. It could have eggs, nutmeg, baking powder, depending on preference. And it's cut into different sizes. Uh, that's Wikipedia. Let me look up the brand, though, that uh, it was Love Chin Chin. I don't know if it's real or not. We'll find out. Yeah, let's see. We got it here. Oh, and they have different flavors, too. So let's take a look. Uh, this is on uh, realafricanfood.com. And uh, there's uh, the vanilla one. It's a sweet snack. It crunches like a biscuit. Tastes like a cake. 100% natural ingredients. Uh, this is vanilla. Crushed, crunchy, tasty bite. Uh, uh, according to the description, is a traditional West African sweet biscuit snack. Famous party food treat popular at celebrations, weddings, birthdays, christenings. Uh, Ours has become famous among the West African community. Uh, Now we're on a mission to let the whole world know about it, the Chinchin Revolution. They have five amazing flavors, uh, vanilla, coconut, cinnamon, lemon, and chili. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I think this is a UK company, so let me see if I can buy it anywhere here. Uh, That's in Amazon UK. They don't have the love, like, uh, here's another one, triple A. So I'll have to look into it, uh, but, uh, definitely something I want to try. But yeah, so that's, uh, Chin Chin, Chin Chin. Um, okay. What about relegation? Cause they're in 13th rel, uh, I think I spelled it wrong. Uh, Premier, P-R-E-M. Okay, Premier Relegation. Okay, Premier League. uh, That's also the, so this will be a little bit, this is from the first episode. uh, It was founded in only 1992. Uh, Premier League, also known as the English Premier League, or the Football Association Premier League Limited, is a top level of the English football league system. 20 clubs, system of promotion and regulation within the English Football League. Uh, Seasons run typically from August to May, 38 matches. Most games are played on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. The competition was founded as the FA Premier League, uh, 20 February 1992, following the division of clubs in the first division to break away from the Football League, founded in 1888 uh, because of lucrative television rights. Uh, and uh, as a corporation with a chief, a chief executive, uh, so there's a lot more. We can cover it on and off. I wanted to talk about relegation, though. Top four, big six, uh, criticism of government, corporate structure, promotion and regulation, relegation. A system of promotion and relegation exists between the Premier League and the EFL Championship. The three lowest place teams in the Premier League are relegated to the championship, and the two 
teams from, so it'd be 20th, 19th, and 18th team. Right now, after that loss, uh, the Richmond is in 13th place. Uh, two teams from the championship, the top two teams from the championship are promoted to the Premier League. And an additional team is promoted after a series of playoffs involving the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth placed clubs. Uh, number of clubs was reduced from 22 to 20 in 1995 when four teams were relegated and only two teams promoted. And the top flight has only been expanded to 22 teams in 1999 before the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, and in 2006, FIFA requested that all major European leagues be reduced to 18 teams, but the Premier League, uh, refused, uh, so yeah, there's a little bit about relegation. Okay. Next thing is what were the best, uh, barbecue sauces in Kansas city and which one does Ted, uh, where, where's uh, Ted's, you know, land? Uh, okay, we got two. Oh, no, that one's the nine best from Kansas City style. Okay, well, there's only one that came up with the five best. So let's see that one. This is on pokpoksom.com, P-O-K-P-O-K-S-O-M.com. And this is actually from January 26, 2022. It's updated, uh, and don't see, I mean, I don't know if the one, I mean, I can look it up, uh, after this, but, uh, according to this, the best ones and 99% is Gates original, then Jack's stack, uh, then Joe's, uh, then Cowtown and then Guy Fieri, uh, so then, the, and then another one, this is a salon article. Um, from, oh, April, 2022, but this is best barbecue sauces brands, uh, over the world, but let's just take a look. Uh, okay. The first one's a Carolina tangy gold. That's Cattleman's, uh, then Stubbs mesquite barbecue sauce, uh, then an Alabama dreamland barbecue, uh, then the uh, uh, white sauce, also from Alabama, uh, Big Bob's Gibson white sauce. Uh, then Bacon's Japanese barbecue sauce. Uh, Jones's barbecue sweet and tangy. Uh, bone sucking sauce. Uh, Richard's Vermont made. We rub you. So that didn't really answer anything. So let's just go go straight to Google for um, lasso barbecue sauce. Uh, it's the second search anyway. They say, why does Ted say barbecue sauce? Uh, something about season two. Uh, there's an article about editing the show. A lot on why does he say barbecue sauce? Uh, 20 lasso um, Easter eggs that even the biggest fans may miss. We'll check that one out. Okay, let's see. Kansas, this is on the Ted Lasso wiki, tedlassofandom.com, ted-lasso. Let's load that one first. Yeah, let's get to the bottom of it. Uh, Kansas. is where uh, Ted and Coach Beard are from, Wichita and Kansas City. The Beard Beard often wears ball caps and shirts uh, with various places. Uh, and Ted had uh, barbecue sauce shipped to him. It doesn't say the brand here. Uh, Jace, Jason Sudeikis is from Kansas. Uh, and uh, that uh, even though it wasn't in the show, that uh, Ted Lasso grew up in an unnamed suburb of Kansas City, Joe's KC, uh, Arthur Bryant's Barbecue, Gates Barbecue, and Jack Stack Barbecue are real places in Kansas City. And then others are grounded in reality, like KC Signs, Bass Baseball, 
and uh, another un- one unambiguously un- 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 inauthentic is Jason Sudeikis's accent for Lasso, which is a mixture of Southern and mis- Midwestern, not common to Kansas City. Okay, let's hop over and see if there's what are these uh, Easter eggs are from season one. We'll use them. Uh, okay, that one now. Uh, all the Kansas City love. Uh, yeah, that, okay, we already covered that. There's a nod to SNL uh, in the dance, the locker room dance. Uh, and uh, let's see, Cheers references. Ted's a big fan of uh, Cheers. Uh, Sudeikis is also a big fan. Uh, he's a nephew of actor and comedian George Went. Um, and uh, so they, oh, like, I don't know. A lot of the stuff, <laughs> like, might be in season two. So it's like, uh, don't love the players, love the name. Uh, if you look around the locker room at lesser known players, you'll find a few, uh, other Easter eggs, uh, including something for Tony Kukoc, uh, from, uh, when he played for the Bills, uh, uh, let's see what else, uh, there's more real life inspiration. I think I just got, oh, uh, yeah, more. A lot of this is from season two, season one, episode seven. We can't do that. Uh, some characters are referenced, but uh, never seen, like Richmond's former head coach. Uh, uh, his name comes up uh, different times. Uh, oh, no, maybe he's on a show. Is he on that show? Different signs. I guess these are things to just pay attention to. So, yeah, because I don't want to jump ahead. Okay, Scout's Honor is an oath uh, that one is being uh, honest or will uphold a promise. It is three fingers. Looks like it's with your right hand. Uh, Trying to find it. Uh, Scout's Honor, Scout's Law. Let me see if I put Scout's Honor. Jamie Tart T A. I don't know how you spell it. I. I don't know how to spell Jamie Tart. Unfortunately, let's put Scouts on or Lasso. Problem is, there was like I think there was a movie called Scouts on. Yeah, two thousand nine. Ted Lasso quotes, but I don't know. So. Scouts Honor UK, maybe? This is live research, folks. You don't get a uh, duller than this. Uh, Scouts Honor UK. Okay, this does have something. The Scout Promise. Okay, so Jamie could have been uh, doing it for real. Let's see here. This is scouts.org.uk. Uh, and it talks about the Scouts Promise, the different variations of it. Uh, why a promise is important, but it is, I'm having trouble with the cookies. Uh, I don't see any pictures, but yeah. So Jamie could have been a scout in the UK. That answers that question. Okay, Horde Tour. That was H-O-R-D-E. It's uh, Horizons of Rock Developing Everywhere. It was a touring summer music festival organized by a musical group Blues Traveler in 1992. But also gave exposure to bands, charities, and organizations. Uh, it began as a solution to solve the dilemma of five East Coast bands that didn't want to be in the club circuit in the summertime when other bands were playing sold-out amphitheaters because uh, they wouldn't get... Uh, there was no outdoor places that were small enough uh, so then have to play indoors because uh, they're playing to crowds like one or 2,000 people. And they said, geez, if we each got 2,000 people, then we'd be able to fill an amphitheater. And it was inspired by Lollapalooza. So, let's see, they had a widespread panic, samples, spin doctors, an aquarium rescue unit, and fish on the inaugural tour. 
And let's see all the bands. There's quite a long list here. That's probably a good way to go out. Some of the bands uh, did Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys is not listed, though. But, I mean, doesn't mean they didn't or it doesn't mean Ted doesn't remember it that way. Uh, seven years, uh, and then uh, the final one took place in 1998. So 311, Agents of Good Roots, uh, Lana Davis, All Good, Allman Brothers Band, Aquarium Rescue Unit, Bare Naked Ladies, Back, Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones, uh, Ben Folds 5, Ben Harper, Big Head Todd, The Black Crows, Blues Traveler, Cake Like, Chief Broom, Chris Stills, Chris Chrysaldus, uh, Cowboy Mouth, uh, Sy, Sy, so Psychomoto Goat, uh, Dan Dyer, Dave Matthews, David Garza, Dear Liza, Decadent Royals, Dion Ferris, Emmett Swimming, Elderberry Jam, Fastball, Fat Head, Food Stamp, Freddie Jones, Galactic, G Love, God Street Wine, Government Mule, Hatters, Joan Osborne, King Crimson, Coolest Shaker, Leftover Salmon, Lenny Kravitz, Marcy Playground, Medesky Martinwood, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Morphine, Mr. Reality, Natalie Merchant, Neil Young and Crazy Horse, Patumba White Bread Rhythm Ensemble, Paula Cole, Pete Droge, Fish, Primus, Ricky Lee Jones, Robert Bradley, Rudy, Rusted Root, Screamin' Cheetah Wheelies, Cheryl Crow, Sister Seven, Sky Cries Mary, Smashing Pumpkins, Sunvolts, Soul Coughing, Soul Hat, Spin Doctors, Spiritualized, Squirrel Nut Zippers, Super 8, Taj Mahal, The Authority, 2019, The Samples, The Thunder Crowd, Singers, The Tragically Hip, Toad, The Wet Sprocket, Ugly Americans, Ween, Widespread Panic, Wilco, Ziggy Marley, and The Mother Hips. Uh, there are also rumors over the years that they would revive the Horde tour, which it didn't happen. So that's cool. That's cool list. Uh, and, uh, yeah, another, uh, fun episode of, uh, Ted Lasso. Let me just check if there's any other, uh, Spice Girls and Kenny Rogers we can cover at some point. Uh, I think we've covered those. Boy, George, uh. But yeah, that's a little bit about lulling with lasso. I hope you're resting and good night, everybody.